How are you, Mama? Happy Mother's Day. We're going to talk about Mother's Day coming up here on the Paul Cook Talks podcast. Also, we've got to touch on the abortion brief leak that was so big this past week and began to erupt with emotions and, you know, the justice's home address is being leaked and people are starting to show up to protest what they believed were opinions there on a brief that really has not actually been submitted fully, but because of the leak, people got uh, very angry. And, you know, I will say as a dude, I'm sure I can't fully understand the pregnancy element of being a human being and what it feels like if pregnancy happens and you don't want it to, or if you do want it to. So I can't act like, oh, here's how you should do it. I do have my beliefs, of course, and I'm pro-life, but I also know I'm limited in a way, this is my feeling, on a full understanding of what's going on. And, you know, I wanted to talk about facts versus feelings. There are so many feelings, so many emotions associated with this on both sides. It has become so toxic and such a huge issue. It has swayed so many, so many different people, and it's swayed a lot of violence uh, on both sides. You know, uh, as the brief said, it only deals with abortion, nothing more. But then you have the president saying that this uh, could end and uh, Hillary saying it, it could very well deal with gender and same-sex marriage when it doesn't say that at all. But wow, does that whip some people up? And when you can tap in to the emotions, it's pretty crazy how all of a sudden the brain stops investigating and dealing with facts. It just goes with feelings and emotions. You like lose agency over the facts and investigation, which is so crucial. And then we start to go with our own facts, right? We make up our own facts. And that's a scary thing. Their addresses, the justices' addresses being leaked. And, you know, you got family life. You've got grandparents whose addresses have now been leaked. They're Supreme Court justices. So you got kids, grandkids showing up for Mother's Day, and this is all going to be going on. On something that is not fully finished yet, and was really, as my friend Dr. Bly said, is already kind of being done. The states are taking it upon themselves to enforce their own versions uh, according to what they believe their constituents want involving abortion and uh, everything that goes into that. It certainly is difficult, but you can't stop looking at the facts. You can't stop investigating, just saying the other side is the devil and whatever we do here is right because we're fighting as good people against bad people. And I don't know if we'll ever make it back from that, but it's really, uh, really scary. And you've seen it on both sides. I mean, there's been violence at abortion clinics across time and, you know, then now this going on and uh, just such rage. I think the extremes are always dealing in emotions. And sometimes I think there's a real far left and not a huge, huge percentage of pro-choice, but 
there is a small percentage that looks at pregnancy like it's an illness. An illness they should be able to treat. And that scares me a little bit. But I said, I know that is a small portion. So on Mother's Day, it's interesting to talk about this. And, you know, a lot of people have very, very strong feelings on it. But I did want to talk about it because it's Mother's Day. And a lot of this is about being a mother, right? Even though it's mostly about states' rights, it seems to me, by investigating what is being said in this brief. Always can find me, Paul Cooked, on Twitter, Instagram, Paulie Cook or Paul Cook Talks on Facebook. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, it's important. Moms are so important, right? This is going to be the mama show. It's a mama of a show. Absolutely. You know what I discovered as I was kind of looking for songs about moms and, you know, mothers? Country music has mamas just totally figured out. They really pay tribute to mothers. I mean, is it Martina McBride or Faith Hill or who else? They all sing about moms. And I think that's pretty cool. Leanne Womack. I hope you dance. That's also a song about mom, you know, wishing her the best. Promise me that you'll give faith the fighting chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. But there are others. You've got your in sync. You also have uh, Boys to Men and Elvis. Oh, mama, like the roses. But moms are so incredibly important. And what are you thinking about your mom today? Have you called your mom? Or maybe mom's not with us anymore. Have you considered mom, thought about mom a little bit? I bet you have. It's hard not to. And I know that can be really sad, but maybe you can, you know, have a private conversation with mom, almost like a prayer and think of her voice. Actually, we're going to go and take a look at what science says about moms in this show. She blinded me with science. It's incredible. Like speaking of mom's voice and kind of thinking about mom's voice or hearing mom's voice. It has a huge effect on you. It activates your brain. Just hearing mom's voice has helped people and kids as they've developed. Also, mom's voice can activate you feeling crazy and judged too. So, <laughs> But that's not as much as just how great mom's voice is and how much babies respond to their mother's voice. So it's important to, you know, if you're pregnant, to speak to that baby. That's not just uh, a bunch of touchy-feely crap. You just don't think when your child is small that in just a few years it's going to be completely different. And you look back and say, where did that time go? It goes by fast. It's Paul Cook listening to the Paul Cook Talks podcast. I also think it's incredible, the research, uh, 2012 study about mom's 
changing your brain and actually helping your brain grow. Can you believe that? Mother's influence resonates physically and mentally. And I think it's cool to talk about on Mother's Day. They call it maternal support. It affects brain size. Scientists found that school-age kids positively supported by their moms, they had a larger hippocampus than those who were not positively supported. The hippocampus is a layer of the brain, uh, neurons and all that stuff, but it, it plays a major role in learning and memory and impulse control. I don't have the best impulse control. I know my mom doesn't have the best <laughs> impulse control either, but maybe together uh, there was some some help in that area. My mom is uh, fun, irreverent, and uh, a little emotional mom who uh, helped develop my personality so much, as well as my dad. And my mom has been going through it lately over the last nine months because my dad had a stroke. They've been together over 50 years and uh, supported each other so incredibly. And boom, this guy's in the hospital and really struggling. And so she did as well. So I want her to know even more this Mother's Day how important she is. And there is a little light at the end of the tunnel. So that's exciting as well. And we love mom so much. Mom's influence can make your brain grow larger. How about that? This is a crazy thing about moms. Mom can change how you see a situation. Like, yeah, I knew that, right? Okay, crazy stuff here. They had 64 kids. They asked them to talk about, now these are adult kids of a mother, of course, to talk about a negative personal experience. So like a big one, right? And then in this study, they had the kid, the adult children talk to mom and discuss that personal experience, which had to be difficult. Discuss it for 15 minutes with mom, right? When the kid was asked to share the story a third time, every adult Child, I know I'm not saying that right. Anyway, adult shared a more positive version of the original story. So just talking to mom changed how they felt about that situation. It's called communicative narrative sense making, where you kind of sort through difficult feelings by sharing them with your mom and kind of in a good way, not against truth, but reauthoring what happened in it like a difficult moment how about that and all 64 walked away with improved well-being which comes back to what talk to mom today call mom on mother's day weekend Let's just say you had a difficult moment more recently with mom or in the last few years and you thought, I can't take it. 
can't talk to mom. And maybe there's been months or years. Call mom today and I'm telling you, look past that moment. Be bigger than that moment and you will not regret it. Even if you have to just leave mom a message letting her know you love her because time is uncertain. You never know how long you have. You don't need to hear it from me, but make sure you reach out to mom if you haven't today. Or like I said, have a little private conversation when you're alone with mom if she's not here anymore. And if mom isn't here as well, you could do the number one thing that could really touch someone. And that's reach out to a mom you know that you respect and tell her you're thinking about her. Not your mom, but maybe it's your best friend's mom or your mother-in-law. Tell them how much they mean to you. And you've done something on Mother's Day that is an incredible service in lieu of your mom still being with us. You are one of the very few people that get an energy boost at What's that, Ryan? Say that again. Said I get an energy boost. It is true. I'm an afternoon fellow. In the mornings, I'm very chipper and pretty energetic, too. I want you to say hello to our podcast and uh, everybody at 101.9. How are you? Um, I'm fantastic. How are you guys? Excellent. Thanks for asking. That's really sweet of you. Um, happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, thank you. Yep. Yep. Are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it a lot. You still have your Barbies and you yeah. have them lined up and your mama. Is there anything you want to say on Mother's Day? Thanks, Mom. Sounds good. Sounds good. That was great. Thanks for what? Being my mom. How's it going at Kirkwood High School? Oh, don't share that information. Okay, that's personal information. That's HIPAA. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, thanks for your time. It's a special... You okay? <laughs> she had the weird... Okay, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Have a good time on your date tonight. Okay, let's get back to Ryan's mother... Jennifer, come here. You're a big, big um, popular part of the podcast generally. Not every time, but generally speaking, your Easter story about that child, that's the one that freaked out about the Easter bunny. Um, Want to welcome you to the Paul Cook Talks show. Thanks for having me, Paul. So then we always go through this back and forth where she talks real soft and has to get up on the microphone. Um, thank you. As a mother, not thinking of your beautiful, wonderful mom, but as a mother, what does Mother's Day mean to you? Reminds me that I'm grateful that I have children, that I was able to have two lovely, beautiful, healthy girls. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, but um, they bring so much joy to my life and I'm, I'm thankful to be a mom. There's so many people that can't have kids, uh, at least as far as fertility goes. They have to work so hard and they have these, you know, really sad moments as well that, you know, gosh, we thought we got through here to the, you know, uh, first trimester or second or something like that. And they aren't able to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're right. You were able to have two healthy kids and um, do it without, you know, too much anguish or anything like that. I know. I'm very thankful. It's been definitely a, a gift to not have to have those struggles 
you know, having the girls and having them, you know, stay healthy, no real, you know, health scares or scares in general. You never, you never had any health scares, huh? We both had cancer, but I'm talking about talking the about? children. It's oh, not all about okay. you, okay? Okay, it's good though to have you talk. You should run for office. <laughs> the way you kind of go in that political mode. Um, one last thing before I let you go. Uh, what's it like to also you? I know this is near and dear to your heart, and something that you are proud of. You're a working mom. You're working. You're a working mom. And tell us a little bit about every single one of the challenges of that. <laughs> you know, I have had the the privilege when the girls were younger not to work full-time and go in each day and work a full day, like traditional. But I remember those days, it felt like it was also, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, being a working mom, it all has its challenges. And I'm grateful for having, you know, time when they were younger to have a little bit more flexibility. But um, I also am grateful now with them being a little older and self-sufficient, being able to, you know, go back into the workforce. Um, I'm thankful for that. But, um, you know, it's mops have it tough. I mean, if I'm speaking. Mom guilt. If you're speaking for your moms everywhere. Right. Well, they do because we just always feel like not quite doing it well enough. Like we're not maybe working hard enough at the job, working hard enough, being there for our children, our families, you know, it, it's, it's hard. Cause I think we, you know, are pleasers. Why is that? Do you think this is a good conversation? You know, why do you think moms have such mom guilt? Well, I think it's that struggle to always be perfect. And, you know, social media, we know how that affects our children right now, but heck it, it affects me. It affects, I think a lot of moms right now, like, Oh wow. They posted another Pinterest of how great they're doing, you know, making a souffle uh, and, you know, serving these great meals right before and lunches and then, you know, having these spotless, beautiful, you know, houses and then working a full-time job and killing it, you know, there. And fit. Right. Oh, God, yeah. Don't even get me started there. Like, oh, yeah, and I have, you know, an hour or two to work out each day. I think that definitely adds to the guilt, like, okay, I'm just not you know, doing it well enough as uh, all these other people who are on social media. So I think, you know, that's, that's a challenge. Well, the social media is heavily curated. You take, you post one picture of the 50 you took in the different lighting. And I think maybe the point is that it feels that way, you know, perfect moms and all of the things to keep up with, but it's not, it's not true. There's probably people that think of you that way. You know what I mean? It's really perception. And that's also what our kids feel that all these perfect bodies, athletics, you know, it it is, there's a stress and stress more than ever before is known to create physical illness. Emotional distress creates physical distress and dis-ease. And it's, I'm really glad we kind of broached onto this. It's important to find a place to put all of that. You know, we keep telling our children, you know, don't, you know, don't be overly into social media. It's not all that it appears to be, but we, the moms are falling into that very same trap. It's a really good point, Jennifer. Okay, so you got working mom, and you said all moms are working. You said, right. what about just if you could speak to this being cool mom? I'm cool mom. 
Does that yeah, that's a struggle because I think we all think we're the cool mom. Yeah. And I, I'm finding out more and more I'm not that cool mom. But, you know. No. How, but then did, again, yeah. what? <laughs> when did you think that? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just fancied myself uh, that uh, way. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm finding, you know, when you, you don't readily know terms like 420, you're not the cool mom. You thought you were. You better not. That's a <laughs> signal for marijuana, mom. I know. Marijuana I actually did not. know that, but just not in, you know, not just every day, I think. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're not very clear in the thoughts sometimes because <laughs> you're so bogged down. Exactly. With guilt. Yeah, it's the guilt. Back to the guilt. That is my wife, Jennifer Cook. Thanks for jumping on with me. I really do appreciate it, and you're much better than you think. Have a great day. Love you so much. I know how hard you work. I know how hard you worry. I know you're, you only have the best intentions, which is just really sweet and uh darling and you know um they say the road to hell is paved with good intention i'm just kidding (laughs) but thank you very much jennifer happy mother's day thank you so fun checking in with the family thank you very much guys and uh, for putting up with me in my little studio here at home i have a picture of hannibal lecter on the wall like with the mask on like so he couldn't talk you know remember that it was actually so he couldn't really bite someone which is horribly disgusting but sometimes i feel like that in here going crazy and you guys bear with me so i appreciate it i also want to give you a little preview of another podcast i do with a great st Louisan, dr richard bligh and you know he's talking about what's going on in the country what he thinks the midterms will be about and i wanted to play a little preview of the dr bligh podcast for you as well here on paul cook talks I still think that this November election is going to still always is going to be about the economy, you know, mm-hmm. how it's hitting people's pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now, I mean, it's hurting everybody. Yeah. You know, I don't care. You know, I mean, there's some people who are so uber rich that no, no, nothing's going to hurt them. Right. But that's not the majority. You know, I look at, you know, myself and I, you know, now I live, you know, 30 minutes away and I used to be five minutes away. And, you know, the, I look at the amount of gas and I mean, like, Oh my goodness, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, how, it is. you're paying for gas and then you go in and food, you know, and then Ugh. I look at my youngest daughter has three teenage boys who eat her out of house and home. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a real, it's a real struggle. It really is. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how people do it. And so I think most everyday people, this is really hitting them hard. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think our politicians, I think they're toned up both sides. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's a, it's a struggle. Exactly. I mean, you know, with this uh, brief, but with the political stuff as well, I mean, we really need to get it under control. Uh, I, I don't know how we're doing with supply chain and those type of things. I know it's still rough. My wife is in the trucking industry and they're still jammed and don't have enough guys. So oh, yeah, they absolutely. Don't have enough drivers. Yeah. You know, that's going to be a tough thing. And then you wonder about the farmers aren't going to have, to have enough fertilizer you know, yeah. for the plants. You know, so they're not going to be able to put out as much, you know. And, you know, do I think that we're going to be starving here in, in the U.S.? No, but other countries are actually going to probably be starving. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're not going to be able to get the food they need. Yeah, you that's know? going to be so, difficult to watch but, as well, as well as war, you know. And then becoming, you know, when we've been energy independent, and Biden just threw it all away. <laughs> you know, why? Just so he can say, oh, I'm getting rid of everything Trump did. Yeah. You know, and the stuff at the border is just insane. 
Um, and it's going to get worse. You know, I can't imagine like, you know, having 18,000 people a day coming through the border. Yeah. You know, they don't have the manpower for that. As long as you can get to, you know, swim across and not, you know, perish swimming across, yeah. you, they'll take you and uh, uh, reassign you. It, it's pretty um, unbelievable. Yeah. And then they act like, you know, they've, if they've act like they've got some plan to handle this and they have no plan. You know, you talk to the guys at the border and they, they're not doing anything. They don't have enough. They just have enough people to kind of quickly process them, send them somewhere and, you know, they can't even keep the drugs out of the country. Yep, that is brutal. All right, a snip there of the Dr. Bly podcast. I'm always so blessed to be on with him, and I'm even more blessed to be with you on News Talk STL 1019-941, NewstalkSTL.com. You can also get the app. I'm so grateful for that. I think we're going to get through our crazy last two years and be okay. Until next time, it's Paul Cook. Thank you.